0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Zurich Classic. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good to
2: see you. Good to see you guys. I I like this crew, you know, nice, tight, just three of us, fast, in and out, like uh, Steel Team Six or something.
0: Ooh, that's the first time we've ever been compared to SEAL Team 6. Greg Ducharme is here. We take our orders from Greg. He's got the hand signals while we're, you know, wearing our night vision goggles. He's our leader.
3: We uh, should not be compared to SEAL Team 6. It is it is not worthy. <laughs> um, but Pat, Patrick's got a hat on today. I, I don't think we've ever seen that before. Pretty yeah. nice look. I, I dig it.
0: I don't know if we were supposed to out him. He has a uh, Stuart sink level head tan from playing too much tennis. And he has opted to cover up his beautiful head of hair with a cap. Hello, Patrick.
2: I think uh, the worst part is I was wearing a backwards hat. So there's like a part here. <laughs> like, I might just out myself. You guys see oh, that?
0: Oh, we can. Yes. Yeah. Josh, if you that, want to screenshot this,
2: bad. maybe go poll online saying who yeah, has. Yeah, screen. Word, but like you see up here as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was a a six two six two drubbing. So, at what cost, though? Right. Just got a new <laughs> haircut, but have to wear a hat probably for the next week. I'm in a wedding coming up here soon. That could, that could be trouble. Uh, so, the camp's in disarray in the McDonald House.
3: What, what do you do about this? Is this uh, you sit out of the sun, or do you try to balance it out, get a little more sun? What I I don't I wouldn't know what to do.
2: I, I don't. I don't either. I'm willing. I'm open to any and all suggestions. Honestly, I think maybe the cover chat it is up, open. Cover it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, it's just not a lot of surface area.
0: Yeah, you got to be pretty <laughs> strategic about. You got to be SEAL Team Six level of strategic about how you want to go about uh, making it better in case you make it worse. Well, gentlemen, we've had. A full day of golf, and we've got to talk about all of it. We have two new PGA uh, Tour winners uh, on the resume, but we will start with the early movers. And, Greg, I'm going to kick this to you because the Desert Fox, Adam Hadwin, and his partner Nick Taylor almost jumped up and stole this thing. They shot a 9-under-63 in alternate shot that featured not one, not two, not three, seven straight birdies from seven through 13 to throw their hat into the mix. They
3: really did throw their hat in the mix. I mean, I didn't really think it was all that possible for uh, somebody way back in the pack like them to come up and catch. Um, I, I mean, we talked about it last night, Rick. Would we have anybody within four or five shots of the lead, I think was kind of our limit. Um, and while 63, we, we did see 63 shot in round two by Cantlay and Shoffley. Uh, we had t- discussed how that was kind of the the ceiling round. Um, that was my expectation. And, and I didn't even think a ceiling round would be enough to catch. But they really put a, a threat on this tournament. And and I will say the Desert Fox, my boy, Adam Hadwin. It's funny how this worked out because he made what was it? he made like four birdie putts in a row four or five birdies in a row. Um, So the way that this, and and they discussed this afterwards, but as as the round went on, the way that um, the way that it laid out in an alternate shot for them, Adam Hadwin kept getting the putts and it was a a 16 footer, a 13 footer, a 22 footer, a 40 footer holding out from off the green with the putter. He, he got the putter hot and, and it was very fortunate for them um, that this order kind of worked out during that seven birdie stretch. Then unfortunately they cooled off a little bit and they really didn't need much more. Nick Taylor had a great look uh, on 18 and I thought he had a really nice putt um, that I was so surprised watching the worm cam. I was so surprised that it went left and missed. Um, But boy, they, they surprised me today.
0: Uh, The true desert foxes, uh, foxes is the plural of fox, right? Fox-eye. Fox-eye, that's right. Fox-eye, cacti, fox-eye, things of the desert. Taylor Montgomery, Kurt Kitayama, and this was one of your outright selections for the week, Patrick. And they got off to a pretty hot start. They eagled number two. They went out in three under. They made birdie on ten, and then... Bad things happened. Uh, They made seven straight pars and carded a nine, a nine on number 18. That is a quadruple bogey. They ended up falling to T-19.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, we've all been there. We've all carded a nine ourselves. But I think uh, coming into this week, we liked the firepower potential of Montgomery on the greens, Kityama from T to green, and he's a great putter from outside 30 feet. Uh, But you kind of knew they were going to struggle alternate shot mode wise, especially with Montgomery. I feel like his iron play just really isn't up to the PGA Tour standard. I think he said it back in might have been the American Express or something early in the season. He's like, I hit the nails out of my irons today and I looked up the stats and I ranked 70th in approach. Because I don't know how I could be any better than that. So he just obviously gets the job done in a much different manner than, you know, the T to green gods like Scotty Scheffler and all those other people. But yeah, uh, I mean the Eagle and then out in 33, you would think maybe they could make a Canadian like charge, but uh, the nine on 18 obviously put the kibosh on that.
0: Well, much appreciated of the self-awareness of uh, that team, the defending champions, Got into the mix for a second or two here, Greg. Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele go out in 34. Then they rattle off four birdies over five holes from 11 to 15. They get another on 17, but a costly bogey at 18 in their defense. Uh, Xander Schauffele was trying to chip it in for birdie from greenside and ran it well past the hole because they knew that was really their only chance. But uh, when the dust settled, it is 26 under par, a tie for fourth in their title defense.
3: Yeah. And again, you know, you, you look at what happens there on 18 and it's easy to blame Cantley, But he really hit, uh, I think, a, a pretty darn good shot in there considering what they were trying to do um you know he's trying to stuff it in there and this is the thing about PGA tour golf that is so challenging they tuck hole locations and when when you try to get really aggressive and go at some of these holes you miss by just a couple of yards and it looks really bad uh and that that's what happened at Cantlay and then Shoffley tries to hole it and and they walk away with bogey um but they they're not playing for a T2 finish here right these guys are are playing to defend their title so I, I give him a lot of credit. It's unfortunate to hit it into the bunker off the tee. Um, you know, you'd know, you like to give yourself a, a putted eagle at, at the very least, um, but it, it didn't go their way. But look, this is all in all an, an extremely impressive team in, in alternate shot. I mean, it, you talk about 63-66 in the two rounds they play in alternate shot, and if the situation were different, right, if this was Thursday and Saturday this probably turns into 64 or 65. Um, I, I would highly doubt that cantley goes at the whole location the way he does in the back left there uh, and they at least have a putt at birdie would be my guess um, so they're they're just a force and and if they continue to come back to this event um, they're going to be the favorites every time
0: well let's mine into that a little bit further here Patrick because uh, Cantley and, and Shawfley shot 127. In no, the other way around 127 in alternate shot, 131 in best ball.
2: Am I reading that correctly? It's 15 under in foursomes, alternate shot, 11 under in best ball.
0: Yes, they were, they had a four stroke positive differential in alternate shot. They are the only team to have a positive differential. Who made the cut this year? I could go back. I can't imagine it has happened often.
2: That was the first time. I oh, believe there you go. Yeah. Uh per Will Gray from uh golf bet, the PGA tour uh betting side. But and you look at the scorecard on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, they didn't take advantage of either par five on the front nine. Eight's a short par four. Cantley missed a five-footer on 16 as well. And then you throw a bogey in on the last it easily could have been a number, another 63, if you think about it. So they talked about it after the round, how, uh, you know, they kind of made a decent amount of seven to nine footers for par. They felt like in best ball to keep the momentum going in 2022. And they just said this year, those putts didn't fall. Uh, And you can't be making bogeys in best ball or else you'll get lapped like they did. They only shot 11 under. I think Bo Hasler and Wyndham Clark shot 11 under day one, correct? In best ball alone. So uh, when you're giving up essentially 18 holes of best ball t- to these guys, uh, you're going to be up against it. And for them to still shoot 26 under only lose by four is pretty incredible, but they both sounded exhausted. And I think the schedule is really catching up to these guys. I know Rom's going to be a guy who who's going to be skipping the Wells Fargo championship His one skip c- coming up here in a couple of weeks, but, and you heard it from Jordan Spieth as well. And, The schedule is just so condensed at this time of year and they're ramping up for major championship season. Uh, So I wouldn't expect to see these guys till the Wells Fargo. Maybe, uh, you know, they take it off as well. Uh, It'll just be interesting.
0: Well, the final group, Greg did not offer uh, much to write home about. We'll start with Sung J.M. and Keith Mitchell, this team that has been building this great rapport over the last week, and they go out in two under 34, but bogey 10, they bogey 12. At the end of the round, it is an even par 72, and they fall to a solo sixth place finish when odds makers were uh, saying they were one of the two options to win this golf tournament.
3: Yeah, I mean, th- this was the team that you would expect to be sitting on top of this leaderboard. Um, but they go out and shoot 72. And again, I, m- I mean, I was kind of they were a, a big part of the reason along with Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler. They were a big part of the reason why I didn't think somebody from back in the pack had that much of a chance because um, you're, you're fighting a battle on two fronts here. Use another military reference. You got on one end, you have some really good teams up at the top who have proven they can go shoot four five, six under par in alternate shot. And on the other hand, a great round in alternate shot is 63. Uh, how many of those would be, would actually be out there. So the, the odds were really low of this happening, but you look at this round that Sung JM and Keith Mitchell had, and they just, they, they didn't have it today. Um, while at 72, it was 72 with multiple saves, right? I mean, Sung JM hold out from off the green twice, uh, they, they made a couple of really nice par putts from eight, nine feet, uh, not taking advantage of par fives. You see Sung J M airmailing greens with wedges in his hand. These are things we're not accustomed to seeing. So there was definitely something in their game that was just a little bit off. Um, it, it wasn't egregious. Uh, they just they got themselves on the wrong side of the hole location, they got themselves out of position just a few too many times. And Ultimately, it's the bogeys that cost them.
0: The other half of this final group, Patrick, was Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler out in one under, in an even par, a 71, not good enough. They made a couple of bogeys late. I think, you know, but the difference between Clark and Hostler and the team that we're going to talk about in just a second, as far as going for the first. Career PGA Tour win. Uh, Clark and Hostler had to sleep on the lead for th- three nights. Essentially, the team we're going to talk about got to be the the boat race up the up the leaderboard team.
2: Gosh, I, I that facial hair on Bo Hostler. What is he doing? Get that. That looks disgusting like something uh an eighth grader would wear or something uh but for me the <laughs> moment really came and it was one of those uh pars from off the green from sung jay and mitchell on the par five when sung jay was able to well he putted it off the green and then mitchell kind of hit right. a eh, chip right after after Hossler hit the exact same chip uh and, and that that bogey was just a killer there were 200 yards from the middle of the fairway and they just airmailed the green Clark hits a poor chip through the green and they make bogey there. They don't take advantage of the short eighth. They get extremely lucky on the ninth. Clark's tee shot definitely should have found the water somehow held up. He ends up making a 15 footer uh, to save par and they just don't take advantage of the another par five on the 11th. So for me, that middle stretch from seven or eight, yeah, seven to 12 or 11, that that's kind of what, what lost them uh, the tournament, in my opinion. Because after that, I I know they made some bogeys late. Hossler hit into the water on 16. Uh, 17 was a bad tee shot as well. But like you said, it's just stressful and difficult to win on the PGA Tour, especially when you have the lead after 18 holes, after 36 holes, after 54 holes. It adds up. And they were saying it a ton on the broadcast about how playing with your friend, uh, you know, can make it easier. And yes and no. We saw Bo Hosler reading all of Wyndham Clark's putts, which I thought was a little bit bizarre. I understand you gotta put trust in your teammate, but at some point I feel like you have your own process and you gotta stick to it to an extent. And I believe it was maybe on fourteen. Is that the one with the tree in the middle of the fairway?
3: Mm, I think so.
2: Where 14 no, like, is a
3: par three. Um no, it's thirteen. 13.
2: Yeah, on, on 13 when Hosser hit a gap wedge to like eight feet under the hole and Clark, you know, kind of ran it through the break and uh, both said sorry to him because he gave him the read. And I don't know, Wendell Clark's a good putter to begin with. And I just felt it was somewhat bizarre that Hosser was reading all of his putts and they were so involved with the process with one another. But uh, maybe I'm just looking too deep into it.
0: Yeah. And the other thing, Greg, in, in, in regards to that is um, there was a quote earlier in the week. I think it was, I think when they had Bo on the walk and talk, he said something like he generally hits it harder than I do. Putts it harder than I do. So whatever I see in the break, we just take a little bit less for him or something to that nature.
3: Right. Um, Which look, it's understandable, but the fact of the matter is it's different and sometimes different can create a problem. Uh, And you know i i wasn't aware maybe it just wasn't as evident but i didn't think they were really going that way earlier in the week um did you guys think that do you think earlier in the week it was the same situation or or i mean i noticed it for the first time today
2: uh
0: i thought they were okay i thought they were all right maybe I didn't it, catch maybe just because we yeah maybe we were just having a. we just saw a lot of them the last couple yeah. of days or
3: whatever but. yeah that's probably that's probably it Um, I know guys talk about it too. So you you do see it from time to time, Um, but it seemed intensified today at the very least. Um, And, and I don't know, I I think sometimes different can help. Um, There are aspects of a team event like this that helps, but to, to Patrick's point, Wyndham Clark's a great putter. He's a, he's really is, has been his entire career uh, a, a very good putter. And, I think they're wishing things went a little bit differently today.
0: Well, the Canadians didn't win. Xander and Cantlay didn't win. Wyndham Clark and Bo Hosler didn't win because the winners uh, for each of their first career PGA Tour victories, Nick Hardy and Davis Riley, thanks to a stellar 65 in the final round that Patrick started with two birdies on the front, and then they got hot. Birdies on 11, 13, 14, 16, 17, and a well-strategized, constructed par on the 18th when they realize par is probably going to get it done. A 65 with zero blemishes on the card. Enter Nick Hardy and Davis Riley into the realm of PGA Tour champions.
2: Riley's action top 10 on the PGA Tour. Would you put it up there?
3: Uh, It's sweet.
2: Yeah. It's, it's it's
3: sweet cool. i mean you start naming names it might drift a little drift but it's really special to watch yeah but one uh, of my favorites to watch
2: at least and uh, hardy said of they kind of just took care of business like you're supposed to hardy hit a ridiculous shot on three from like 210 yards it was like tap in distance it rolled out like 40 feet greens were really firming up uh, and then they took advantage of uh, the par five seventh And then you see them make the turn and it was that wedge shot from Riley to set up the birdie on the tree hole. And then he hit a five iron on the par three. Hardy said he just had to listen to it. He said he didn't even look when he looked up and was walking to the green. It was tapping distance, which kind of a subtle flex. I love that. Uh, And then Riley, again, just hit another great approach into uh, 16 as well, pretty much, or uh, Hardy hit that one. Riley nailed the putt and then Riley, you know, Pretty much shut the door uh, with the one from off the green. He said he was just hoping to make it an easy par putt for Nick, but obviously the hole got in the way. So Riley has been knocking on the door for quite some time. You think about the Valspar Championship, uh, losing in the playoff there. You think about the Charles Schwab Challenge last year. He had the lead on the back nine before he kind of blew up in Sam Burns one there. Uh, so and Hardy's been kind of an elite talent his whole life. You know, in addition to Riley as well. Played at Illinois, obviously, which is a great program. AJGA, All-American as well. So it's not too surprising that these guys eventually found their way into the winner's circle. I think it was going to happen down the road. Uh, But you kind of think about players such as Riley and Hardy. They were outside the top 80 in the FedEx Cup points race to begin this week. Now they're inside the top 40. Obviously, they lock up playing privileges uh, moving forward. But just the importance of these regular events to guys – of the stature, right. Being able to play yourself into the postseason uh, and, you know, into the elevator events next year, more likely than not. So it, it's just another point where you have great talent, like Cantley and Shoffley show up at these non-designated events and they're going to factor their quality is just too high for them not to. Uh, but you see these other guys like uh, Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin and Riley and Hardy uh, contend, and it kind of makes the wins that much more meaningful.
0: 1.2 million and 400 FedEx Cup points for both, uh, or for each, excuse me, of Nick Hardy and Davis Riley. And Greg, uh, Patrick was kind of alluding to this. We, we've seen flashes of greatness from from both of these guys right the the playoff loss to Sam Burns at uh, Valspar for Davis Riley then he, and he also went on that run where he was piling up top 10 finishes Nick Hardy played great at at, at Brookline and we've seen him pop up a couple of times this was just both of them giving us uh, their best at the same time
3: yeah they they there's a uniqueness uh, there's a similarity between the two of them uh, where they are when you they both pass the eye test unlike Scotty Scheffler to Patrick, right, right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They, they passed the eye test. Uh, and it's not just the golf swings, but you see them in contention and they step up and, uh, you know, especially Davis Riley and what he did last year, Nick Hardy to me is kind of a year behind Davis Riley. Um, but coming into this year, he was one of those guys that we kind of had pinned as a sophomore standout potential. Uh, kind of a guy we were expecting to make a big move this year. Uh, up until this week, it hasn't materialized for him. And I would say that Nick Hardy's finishing positions have been disappointing based on the expectations I had for him, at least. Um, and, and to see, and Davis Riley has been disappointing too. I mean, we've seen this effort for him to try to, you know, I, every once in a while, every couple of weeks, I see him and I say, okay, he's, he's trying to get it back. But it's never been like that run after the Valspar where he rattled off top 10 finishes. He made it, you know, last year he made a this bizarre move where he, um, he took, it was right after the Charles Schwab, uh, he took, no, it, it was a couple weeks after that, after the Travelers, he takes a month, he took a month off. Right. I was kind of expecting he came and tied fourth at the Charles Schwab, 13th at the Memorial, 31st at the U.S. Open, and then 64th at the Travelers. And you're saying, OK, this guy's played a lot. He's tired. Uh, but he takes a, an entire month off. Right. And after that, uh, he has one top 10 cents, just the one at the Arnold Palmer Invitational this year. And he never got back to that rhythm and that momentum. Um, Nick Hardy has, has showed uh, you know kind of a, a rather slow start to this season. So to see these guys come together uh, and, and compete together the way they did today, see the excitement that Davis Riley shows when he holds that putt on 17. It means a lot to him and it really should because they were they were really flirting with that top 70 mark um, and, and I think the talent of both of these players is is top 50 talent for sure.
0: Well, as Patrick mentioned, they've got uh, a lot of opportunity and a lot of great stuff ahead, thanks to the victory here at the Zurich Classic. We we have a lot more golf to talk about, but anything else on Zurich, Nick Hardy, Davis, Riley, before we move on? Going once, mm. twice, sold, sold, sold. Yeah. All right. Um, Liv finished up in Australia. We'll talk about that. They had a... A, a viral moment. We have a video for it. We've got to recap our best bets. We've got to talk about our one and done, which was uh, quite spicy. But first, we're going to take a quick break. And here we're from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym and Viore has threaded that Needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the Men's Sunday Performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for, for our listeners. Uh, first-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, Not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. And we're back. Uh, Liv played in Adelaide, Australia uh, this week. Taylor Gooch got the victory, but I think the moment uh, that was most played on Twitter was from a Kepka. Not Brooks, but Chase. Do we have this video, Josh?
1: This is going all the way. Chase Kepka, twelve. The watering hole. He's posing. Oh, Chase oh, Kepka. Yes. Oh! There it, is! there it is. We promised you an ace on twelve, and Chase Kepka has. to
0: so that hole patrick was the that that is the idea of uh, essentially what what the phoenix open has done uh, by taking a a par 3 a hole that is you know it could be literally anything you put a you put a stand around you put some grandstands around it like a stadium you get everybody all hot and bothered and you can create some really cool moments i think it was you tweeting about this that you know the the formula should be for live going to these golf starved uh places bringing some great players there and seeing what you can get out of it
2: exactly and it, it's really uh you know innovative of live to do something like this i don't think we've ever seen a whole setup like that before anywhere in the world uh unless i'm forgetting i don't know like scottsdale or something i'm not quite sure uh but I yeah i mean you doing bit.
0: there was a minute i didn't know if you were doing a bit and i was like well i there's a whole the 313
2: <laughs> challenge i mean uh but yeah i mean like credit to where credits do live adelaide looked like a lot of fun out there they had fisher the dj the crowds were bumping uh that whole video i could dissect for years potentially you see the guy going up to celebrate with chase kepka did he pull his hammy that did he step on something you know who that
0: is that's sam horsefield he plays for the majestics he withdrew after the second round because he hurt his hamstring but he was still aggressively running up to.
2: i I didn't know that
0: that looks like it's gonna be painful
2: oh my oh my gosh and his captain i mean he's the lone non-captain on the majestics and i I don't know if i'm Ian poulter how i feel about that who was playing with chase kepka if i see my guy running potentially re-aggravating that hammy. Uh and then you see Chase Kepka scream, I am him. Yes. I am him. Uh Chase. I don't know about that. And then uh the comedian Bert, uh, I don't know his last name. I think it starts with a K. He was in the stands if you look at the like final couple seconds. He's just shirtless in the stands. Uh so that 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 pr- pretty much sums up uh the event. But I think they kind of knocked it out of the park. This week, you had Taylor Gooch, who almost completely collapsed. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a car crash. It's one of those things where you can't take your eyes off type of situation where I think he was like three over through ten or something. Lahiri cut it to about two, I think, late in the back nine before he pulled away again. Uh, but, yeah, for me personally, I know this is long-winded. I don't know what's going on with my Ripper GC team. This was our week. It was a uh, home game. It was a home game. The Home game models were through the roof. We had Cameron Smith, maybe one too many shoeys, maybe enjoying uh, the extracurricular is a bit too much, but we've had Jediah Morgan out in the press saying we don't have enough events. Mark Leishman hasn't been carrying his weight. Matt Jones, where are you at? Uh, and I hope this is a wake up call for Ripper GC because I need them to start performing. And if not this week, when
0: that's right, if not this week, when could not live up to the, the pressures of a home game, the four ACEs got it done again for what seems like they're, I don't know. They win every single week. They, they won it again, the range goats and singer GC finished second and third uh, Greg, you know, I, I made a comment. L- listen, obviously the lift thing is well documented at this point, right? We spend a lot of oxygen yep. on this in the last couple of years. I, I thought and still continue to think that the best thing that they had going for them was a, a part of what Patrick said and a part of what I'm about to say, taking golf to underserved aspects of the world. Um, you know, golf is a global game, right? We, we talk about that all the time. And the PGA tour for uh, the pros and cons does not travel internationally. I mean, there's a lot of logistics in play there, but if you can be the global tour, I think there's a lot of opportunities. The other thing that I have a huge issue with is – how they are distributing the, the coverage, right? I mean, for me personally, uh, this was shown on tape delay 16 hours after the round happened. Now I know I could go to the CW app and probably stream this, but that's not my. it's not like I'm not talking about it for me. Like I'm a tech savvy guy who can find it. like it go be the Global game, be available on YouTube live. You had a you had primetime Windows this week. You had primetime golf this week because they were playing in Australia and it was not really for, for my dad, my dad would not have known it existed.
3: Look, this is, um, this is a challenge with being a global tour. Yeah. It's a big challenge because there aren't really other than YouTube, uh, there are, I guess you're looking at internet services, but when it comes to cable TV or network television, uh, you're not talking about global networks. Um, and so that becomes a, a real challenge and so again there are a couple of things that don't match when it comes to a global game one thing with a global game is you go to Australia once you go to South America once you go to England once you go to you know somewhere in Southeast Asia once and all when by the time it's all said and done you've been all over the world with an event but have you created a, you know, core group of fans? Hmm. Um, so there's this, this is not a, um, a knock on live golf, but it's just kind of my philosophy when it comes to any kind of business, you want to build a a core, right? You want to build a core group of fans and then you slowly expand, but you maintain your core, your core is your most important thing. That's why I think the PGA tour has been really successful. They've gone to the same stops, Year over year over year, and when they leave, you can watch them on TV the next week. Um, we, right? I went to the Travelers; that was the first PGA Tour event I ever went to. Well, the very following week, I can watch on TV, and I can see, um, I, I can see the players that I got up close and personal with, like Hunter Mahan. I, I saw him shoot sixty-two uh, in the final round early on a Sunday at Travelers, and and I could watch him, and I became a fan of him. But when all of a sudden you're jumping over time zones and, and it's difficult to follow in the broadcasting, I think that creates a couple of mismatches. So look, these are things that uh, every startup has to figure out. I think there will be a challenge. But this biggest mismatch with this new TV deal is you're trying to be a global tour and you've gone to a very small, uh, you know, a very small niche cable network in the U.S., and, and does that limit your flexibility uh, for events like this?
0: One last thing on this, Patrick, uh, and you might know better than any of us. So what does F1 do? F1's got it's – they're going all over the globe, but for the most part, it's the same place. Like, they're going to go to Monaco. They're going to go to Azerbaijan. They're going to go to Melbourne for the Australia – like, it's, it's – je- I know they add some new ones, like Miami – and Las Vegas, every once in a while. But for the most part, it's the same places globally.
2: Yeah, to Greg's point, they've kind of created these uh, well known stops like Monaco. Monaco has like rich history. It's a race that every racer wants to win. Uh, and just recently, they've expanded to the United States. You said Miami, Austin. They're obviously building in your neck of the woods as well for Las Vegas. It's
0: Massive. You, I, I drove by it the other day. It's ridiculous what they're
2: doing. They're already building the pat, uh, paddock, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to I think Greg hit it just the nail on the head where you kind of have to establish your hubs, your, you know, zones where you go every year. And maybe that is, I mean, it is only year two. Maybe that is a Val- Valderrama, okay. which is on the schedule this year. Uh, yeah. Oh,
3: like, it very well could be.
2: Yeah. Or like in Australia, but uh, I, I just agree with Greg, you got to kind of create those and then branch out from there. And it's tough. It's a juggling act. What do you do? Do you go to, uh, places the PGA tour has never been before, or do you kind of play it safe with these hubs that, you know, golf fans are around. Uh, and I, I certainly don't have the answers for that, but TV wise, I thought an interesting part of it was, I think you had to pay for their app now for streaming. I believe that came out this week. It's like $70 for the year or something.
0: For Live or for CW?
2: For Live Plus. It's like uh, their mobile streaming app. So when it's only on the CW app on Friday, I believe. And then the other two days are on TV. Uh, So if you wanted to watch it live, not on tape delay, I believe you could have seen it through that for United States people. I could be wrong, but I saw a few screenshots saying Hmm. uh, you got to pay now for that, which is an interesting move. Hmm.
0: Very interesting. Two billion dollars, seventy dollars at a time.
2: Good idea. Got to recoup it somehow. That and T-shirts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Things we also don't know much about are bets. How'd we do in the bets this week, Josh? I don't think we did very well. Oh, okay. That's better than I thought. Well, we didn't get any outrights. We didn't have Davis, Riley, and Nick Hardy. But
3: Ooh,
2: we,
0: finishing...
3: a, we got Riley and Harley, Hardy on the board though.
0: We do. Kyle had him in the top twenty. Patrick, you had Hostler and Clark in the top twenty. And I had Benny on and SH Kim in the top twenty. So we okay, three out of four finishing positions. We'll take that. And yeah, Patrick, you're the you're the you're really the big winner here because you had uh Xander and Cantlay to finish inside the top
2: five. I really thought the bogey. Uh, was going to bone me at the end on the 72nd hole. I was kind of sweating that one a little bit, but how convenient Mark just happens to find an il- earlier flight this week. I mean, a yeah. lot of red next to his name, a lot mm-hmm. of red. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought that was interesting as well. Uh, Burns <laughs> Mark and Horschel. afford the red, okay. <laughs> Bill Burns and Horschel, who I had in the top 10, finished one shot outside of that. Harris, English and Hoagie played well too. They were uh, two shots out of their finishing position. OK, just kind of clicking through uh, our best bets. Ooh, ooh, I don't think we're going to like these. Oh, OK. Yeah, we will. Patrick, buddy, big week for you. Xander, Shoffley and Cantlay over Homa and Morikawa. You did not even have a weekend
2: sweat. Just got to ride, ride the thoroughbreds at this point. I think I got to change the strategy a little bit. Uh, go with the boys who know how to play golf. They passed the eye test, so to speak. Uh, Shoffley and Cantley certainly do. Uh, some others in the top five may not, but uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I just, I love, I love how much uh, that take generated. It's just w- once it lasts into, you know, a second week, it's just gold.
0: Well, I liked it cause we knew immediately and we kind of gave him an opportunity. Like, are you sure? Like, yes. Do you want to walk this back at all? And he just, Double down and triple down. So,
3: well, I know from my vantage point, Rick, I wasn't giving him any opportunities. I was just in shock, <laughs> uh, so I was speechless.
2: It's been a, it's been a t- couple tough weeks here between that take and Loki. I've kind of just been burning Davis Riley each and every week, uh, and here he goes entering the winter circle.
0: Burnt uh, like your forehead. They're giving yeah. <laughs> The Patrick, the Patrick bump, these, these words are getting back to them and it's inspiring them in some form or fashion. One and done is our final opportunity to chat about our decisions that we've made this week. Do we have that, producer Josh, somewhere available? Mm. No, this can't be right. Is this right? We did double money. Did we get double money for this? Use both golfers, get double money. So you're Mm. telling me Clark, Clark and Hosser only got $300,000 each.
2: Oh God. ooh, that's not, I, that's, it's, I'm being told it's correct. Wow. In this economy. Oh my goodness.
0: So here we go. Greg, um, Burns and Horschel, they got you combined since you got both of them. $187,000.
3: Yeah. Uh, not great. Not great. Um, I'm okay with the selection still. Um, I mean, I I really thought they had a great chance of winning. Uh, And so for that reason, like if I was on the Tuesday show, they would have been my winner. I would have, they would have been all over the board for me because I love where Sam Burns' game is. And I think Horschel was a nice compliment. So losing Burns for that kind of money is okay, but it hurts a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure there's anywhere else that Horschel is going to get played, but this is tough. I'm just falling deeper into the
0: cellar. Well, deeper that, uh, and deeper. that Burns and Horschel selection was the most popular of the week. Mark had Burns and Horschel, the fans, Sia, and of course, Greg, $187,000. Patrick and KP, Patrick, uh, you two are the big winners of the week. Bo Hossler, Wyndham Clark gets you $664,000. It does not change your position on the board, but it does get you closer to Sia.
2: I'm disappointed at the moment, just given the finish. But if we just rewind back to Tuesday after we cleared the front office, uh, this is kind of the response you wanted from the locker room, right? This is like getting a goal from the fourth line here. It's unexpected. It's a nice, a nice little bonus. And I think it's going to get the boys riled up and ready for the long stretch of the summer.
0: The nine on eighteen was uh, costly for Kurt Kitayama and Taylor Montgomery. Very costly for Kyle M as well. 72,240, which is the lowest amount that he has produced in like ten weeks, twelve weeks. So uh, what a Kyle pick, M. by the way. Uh, another great selection from Kyle M. Ah, oh, it's just it's well done. I had Sung Jae and Keith Mitchell, which I will take 417000 I was hoping for $2.4 but I think I, I kind of got away with this. So I, I make up a, a little bit of ground on Mark, but for the most part, uh, we don't have much change. Kyle Kyle Porter jumped Sia. I think that's the only change in the order that we had. Mm. Sounded about right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well.
2: All right, boys.
0: Anything else before we get out of here?
2: I think the ladies are coming down the stretch at the Chevron. Yeah, I, right I wanted to
0: go. That's what I'm going to go watch right now. Ladies, yeah. uh, are watching the Chevron. Patrick said, "We get in, we get out. This is the trio. We're on the three man weave. We're starting early. We're ending early. We're rocking and rolling. We'll be back next week. Mexico Open. Big thanks to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available at amateur status. Great Ducharme at the real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.
1: but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.